right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show, April 27th, 2022. So one of the things that I've been now implementing in my life is I want to study great people, right? I'm a true believer that you need to be a student first. So if you want to be great, you have to study greatness. Who are people that have totally succeeded in life that you would love at the end of the day, not to be that person, to be as successful though, as that person. So the first person that I am going to read up on, and I've already read a book about him to begin with, but this was years ago and I totally don't remember too much of it, is Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs, in my opinion, I mean, what uh, he has transformed this world into something that we've never seen before. Like, think about the inventions of the Mac, the iPhone, or should I just say the smartphone to begin with, the iPod, all of it. It's changed our lives dramatically. So, and you know what's funny too is in the beginning, I didn't even want anything to do with a Mac. Right? I remember when you first started hearing about Macs, I was like, I'm not getting out of this Windows. I love Microsoft until I got a Mac. And then everything changed. And same thing with the iPhone. I, I don't know how people have an Android. I really don't. And it's so, it bothers me so much when, you know, you're in a group chat and they still, they're the only ones with the Android and then you can't get out of the group chat. I mean, could there be anything more annoying than that or anything more that if you were that person, like, wow, I'm really ruining things for people. Like, they hate that I have this Android. Like, I eventually say, well, let me see what they're talking about here, right? Let me see what's going on. And I don't care what you say, the iPhone to me is superior. Anyway, that being said, I saw this quote. Let me read it to you. And it's from Steve Jobs. If you live each day as if it was your last, one day you will be right. Really think about that. I'll read it again. If you live each day as if it was your last, one day you will be right. It's so true. Right? One day. What does that really mean? What does he really, what's the essence of that? It's basically saying that human lives, your life, my life, it's like a carton of milk has an expiration date on it. See, the difference though between a carton of milk though and a human life is at least there is a date. You see that date, whatever it may be, May 1st, 2022, milk's going to go bad. You see that? It's May 2nd. Even if it doesn't smell bad, right down the sink, right down the drain, not even chancing it at all. You never want to buy something because you know it's going to die out. It's done. But at least you have a date. Here, we have no idea what the date is. And yet so many of us are living lives like we're going to live forever. Do you really think that that's the case? Do you really think that you are going to live forever? It's not going to happen. It's never been done. It's never been done. You'd be the first person in the history of mankind 
to do it. So what does that mean? You have no idea how many days you have left. The one thing we all have in common, forget about time, because that's one of that's a guarantee. Yeah. We're all dying. The moment that we were born, we are dying. We're just getting older and older and closer and closer to that time that will never be here again. And once you start, you know, putting that into your head, once you start conceptualizing that and making that your reality in your brain, then you have to start saying to yourself, well, what am I going to do about it? Am I really going to sit every Friday and Saturday night and just watch movies? Some movies that I've already seen before because I feel like I've seen them anyway. There's no more options. You know, the weekends is where greatness is. Because what happens during the weekends? A majority of people sit back and relax. Well, it's the people that want to be great. It's the people that live every day like it's their last. They're working. They're achieving goals. They're doing big things. That's what life is all about. And again, so many of us are doing the complete opposite. And really what it comes down to is standards. Where do you put your life? Where do you position your life on a scale from how important it is during the day to always be looking out for yourself? Where do you put it? Majority of us on a one to 10 probably has it at a five. There's so many other things that are more important. Your life, your life, what you're talking about, what you're doing, how much money you have in your bank account. And we, we deflect it off of us because we don't want anybody to really see. They don't want to pull back the curtain on my life. No way. I'll get to it. And that's it right there. I'll get to it. Right? I'll get it. I'll go on that diet. I'll start eating healthy. I'll apply for that job. I'll go back to school. I'll eventually do it. It's a little too cold outside right now. Wait until the warm weather comes. And then what happens? You know what happens? Some people get sick. Some people find out that they're getting cancer. They have cancer. And they may die. And now all that procrastination, they look back on it in total regret. You have a chance right now not to be in that position. What are you going to do about it? What are you doing about it? Are you just talking about it? Because talking about it absolutely is just a way to procrastinate. I talk about it. I'm letting it marinate. Just another excuse. Action. Action is the only way you will get results. You have to be active. And again, it comes down to your standards. What are your standards? See, I have different standards than I've had, say, maybe two years ago when COVID was around. See, that was the opportunity for people to be, be really, really into self preservation, really honing down and beating everybody else because everybody else was just home doing nothing, getting fat. But there were some people, some people were working. Some people were making money, more money than you've ever seen in your life. They took advantage of that time. What are you doing? Honestly, you have no idea when you're going to die. If you think you're going to live forever, then okay. But if you don't, what are you doing? And it has to start today. And again, this is what I keep saying. You have to have certain standards. I do. Every morning, I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. I go right to the gym. I'm drinking 72 ounces of water at the gym. And how I start my day now, I've lost 12 pounds. 
So, and I think I've lost it in maybe two weeks, two and a half weeks, 12 pounds and two, since I came back from Florida. So, and I was, oh man, I looked in the mirror when I was then. Disgusting. Nobody who would ever want to have sex with me. It was a joke. Again, it, it's embarrassing. It's still, I'm still not where I want to be, but 12 pounds. And I'll tell you how. I had to change my standards. Okay? That's what I had to do. I get to the gym. First thing I do now, for seven minutes straight, I run back and forth in the gymnasium, the basketball court, as fast as I can for seven minutes straight. I set the timer right on my iPhone, and I'm off, and away I go. Whatever I'm listening to, whatever I'm doing, seven minutes straight. So I can't even breathe. But here's the thing. At first, I couldn't breathe. Now, now I'm pushing myself. Now it's like, okay, so you're doing seven minutes. Maybe let's start, let's get to eight minutes. See how that can go. Then I go up after that, I go and work out. I do my set. So if I'm doing chest, I do a set. Three sets of, you know, you know, um, flat bench. Right after that, right on the treadmill, and I'm running 10 miles an hour on the fastest speed I can on the treadmill, one minute straight. Then go back, do another set of chest, maybe some flies or whatever it may be, incline. As soon as I'm done with those three sets, back on the treadmill. Come home, drinking more water. I'm having a shake. What is it? Almond milk, organic almond milk, or organic raspberries, um, bananas, sea moss. Shake it up. That's what I'm having for breakfast. And then during the day, probably drinking another 72 ounces of water, another 32 ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice or grapefruit juice or organic apple juice that we make back at the house. And then I'm just having cashew yogurt with raspberries, slices of oranges. That's it. Seven o'clock, done. All I can have is water. That's it. That's it. Because why am I telling you this? Because I had to do it. I had to make it my job. If you want to be successful, this isn't some nine to five thing. It's every single day, every minute of the day, you have to be on top of your game. You have to know because there's so many influences that you have to fight off. If you're not on top of your game, something will slip in. All of a sudden, what happens? You're eating M&Ms. How'd that get in the door? Well, you slipped. Again, it's all day. It's 24-7. It's not a 9-to-5 gig when you set your standards to be great. And that's what you have to do. And it's easy. You want to know why? It's just up to you. It's whenever you decide that enough is enough, that you are going to live each day like it's your last. This time is just going and going. It's unbelievable what's happening here. And again, it won't stop. It doesn't. And then even after my day, I go back to the gym. That's what I do. And I just run 10 minutes straight at around 9.2 miles an hour on the thing. It's 10 minutes. It's all I'm doing. I build up that sweat again, go home. And like I said, just water, oranges, and what is it? Water, oranges, orange slices, more water, and maybe a cup of tea with honey, green tea. It's going down. I don't care. I'm changing. I'm doing it. Because if I'm going to sit here and talk about it, then I better be doing it. If I'm going to tell other people how they should be living their life or if people are going to believe, then you have to practice what you preach. But it's not even about that. It's about me getting up feeling great. It's about me saying, another day here. Let's go. All of a sudden, clothes are starting to fit a little different, right? You look in the mirror, things are starting to change. But now if you take that, if I take this work ethic and I put it into the show, if I put it into making money, 
sky's the limit. Because who's working at that level? How many people that you know are working at an optimum level? Hardly anyone. And if they are doing that, you're not talking to them because they're doing it. They're off to the races. They're successful. They're making money. They're building a legacy. If you're a man, you have to build a legacy. And if you are not building a legacy, you are not living like a man. End of story. Whether you have kids or you don't have kids. What is people going to do when you die? How are they going to remember you? Are they going to remember you? Or are you just going to be some dust in the wind that nobody ever talks about? Because you lived your life average. Just going through the day. Just passing time. That's what you were doing. Is that what you want in life? Is that what you want on your tombstone? Right? Just let life pass him by. Just a happy guy. Just, you know... Life just went by, no big deal. He worked every day, nine to five. He did what he could. He provided for what he could. That's what you want? That's not what I want. No, that's not what I want. I want options. And you know how you get options? Money. Money gives you options. Now you hear all of these rich people, and I'm far from it, but you hear these rich people, and what do they say? More money, more problems. The more money you have, just the more problems, just bigger problems, that's all it is. You know what, I'll take those problems. I'll take those problems, then problems of saying, you know what, I gotta look at my bank account, and I don't know if I can buy this because I don't know if I have enough. I don't like those problems. I see a nice car that I wanna buy after my lease is up, and I say, you know what, it'd be nice to buy that, but I can't do that, so I'm gonna buy the cheapest model they have over here. I don't like that either. Now, I'm not into flashy cars to begin with. But you know what? I like the option to get a fancy car if I want. Because if I have that option, things are going okay. Right? Things are going a lot better than I thought they were going to be. But what's, what, what, what is it about people? Why aren't you doing it? Well, a majority of people are afraid. Fear. Fear will cripple people. And if you're constantly living in fear, right? If you're constantly living in fear, you know what's happening? You are getting closer to dying because you are promoting disease. That's what that's about. Living in fear invites disease. What you need to be living on is faith. Why? Because living in faith gives you closer to God. So you tell me you want to be living in fear. And I'll give you an example. Let's just say you have a deer. Right? It's a little room. Little room. Just with a door. Open up the room. There's the deer in the corner. On the other side of the room is a lion. And he has a chain wrapped around and chain link around his neck. He can't physically reach the deer. Comes around maybe a foot away. Even when he stretches his paw. It's a foot away. How do you think that deer is living? It's shaking the entire Entire time living in fear, thinking that it's going to die. Right? Doesn't know, doesn't have the capacity to know that the lion can't reach him or her, right? But there it is, shaking little deer, little baby deer, shaking in the corner. You think that's a healthy lifestyle? You think that deer is going to live a long time if it's constantly living in that environment? No. That's how. A majority of people here today are living. You may even be living like that. Fear. And when you constantly have your body living in that state, it invites disease. That's exactly what it does. So my suggestion is start living in faith. 
Have faith in God. Pray to God. Have a conversation with God. Ask Him. But be grateful for everything you have. If you can walk, some people can't. If you can speak, some people can't. You can see and walk around and go to the park and enjoy. Oh my God, it's springtime. Look at the green and all the flowers coming up. Some people can't even see that. Have you thanked God for that? When's the last time you thanked God for the ability to see? He gave that to you. Not everybody has that. When's the last time you thanked God that you had two hands so that when you do open up the refrigerator, you can grab two things at once? Did you ever think about that, that you wouldn't be able to do that? Maybe hold the phone on one hand and bring in the groceries with another, right? You take that for granted. Did you ever thank God, God for your two hands? No, probably not, right? Just these little simple things, gifts that God has given you. No, you haven't thanked him. But you know what you have done? Oh, you asked him for things. Asked him for money. You asked him, please, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Make sure everything is fine. You may have asked him for things for other people. Please make sure my mother is healthy. Make sure this is okay. Make sure that I can get into, you know, I get this new job. Of course, you'll ask all the way. But why would God give you anything, honestly, if you're not grateful for the things he's already given you? If he sits there and thinks to him, hey, this person's not even grateful for the things that they already have. Why would I want to give more to them? New stuff. And that's why you have to have gratitude. Gratitude is the key. It's the key to everything, having gratitude. And then once you start living in a state of gratitude, then what are you not living in? Fear. Gratitude is the biggest quality that you could have in your life. And I'm telling you, you ask God then, when you have gratitude, he's going to give it to you. Everything that I've asked for God at this point has happened. And so far, the things that I've asked for that haven't happened, I have faith. I have faith that he will get me to it. And one of the ways that when once I started living that type of life, I started saying to myself, well, now I have to ask myself, am I doing everything that I can to get there? God's given me the tools. I can walk. I can talk. I can make money with my mouth. I can make money with these hands. I can make money with these eyes. He's given me the tools to go out and be successful. But what am I doing about it? And again, right there, that's how I've changed. I started changing my life. And that's what you can do as well. But it just takes that moment in time that says, I'm going to do it. It's when that alarm clock goes off and you don't press snooze. You get up. You're up before the alarm even happens. That's what happens with me. I am up. I am ready to go. And that's how you have to be. You got to be ready to go. Because life out there, is, it is not easy. It is not easy. You know, you see these people, and I'm, I'm going to just talk in my own personal um, experience on this. I never really lived in the street. But I was, you know, I, I loved hanging out in the street. You know, I don't say, I, I wasn't going around beating people up. I wasn't going around, you know, robbing and stealing and all this other stuff. I was chasing girls, but I was on the street doing it. I loved hanging out. I loved not having to work. I loved hanging out with my friends, but I didn't live in that type of environment that I'm living out on the street. But the street, when you do though, it's not easy, right? There's a hierarchy. There is fights. There is, you know, competition trying to get this girl. You, you're going out. You're going out with three friends. They all hooked up. You didn't. Whatever, whatever it could be. 
right? But it's not, I'm not talking about a gangster. How some people are living out on the street. And it's rough. And you've seen these kids in the street of Chicago getting shot, killed. Imagine living in that environment. Those are all choices that they have. But the thing is that they have no guidance. And that's why they're there. But my point is this. It's rough out there. You go to jail. You do certain things. Right? Get punched in the face. In business, which I am in the world of, especially as being an attorney, it's just as ruthless. They'll steal your money. They'll take everything. They'll try to rip you off. Everybody's trying to get ahead of the other person. They want to succeed over you in the business transaction, in the deals, whatever it may be. But the only thing is, is they're not punching you in the mouth. No, they're going, they're, they're making you go broke. Sign here, do this. You work for somebody, you're basically a slave. It's slave labor. They're, they're the master and you're working and you'll get paid like an indentured servant. You could go that route too. But my point being is, is what is it that you really want? What is it in life that you really want? And the more you sit there and say, I don't know what it is, the more you are letting that expiration date on that carton of milk come to fruition because that's your life. See, we just don't know what it is, what day it is. But I'll tell you this, when you wake up tomorrow, you're closer than you were every, ever before. Think about that. Now, oh, I got, you know, I wanted to bring this up. Somebody asked me about this. And... You know, actually, it wasn't that I was asked about. I was around someone and they were talking about it. And I said, what are you guys talking about? I was in court one day. And they were talking about, is it okay nowadays to break up with someone via text? Think about that question for a second. Can you, and now let's just talk in, in a man's perspective, right? As a guy, I have to first tell you this, breaking up with someone via text is the best. I've done it many of times. Not break up, but just say, listen, it's not working out or I'm not really that interested or, you know, I think we had a good run. See you later. Goodbye. Done that many of times. The answer to that question is, is simple, in my opinion. Yes, if you're not living with the person and you don't have any goods, like any clothing or any items at their apartment or their place. If you don't have anything over there, goodbye. Text message, here you go. Put the phone down, maybe even block them after that, and that's the end of it. Who knows? Right? But you send that text. You ever send a text that you know is not a great text, like breaking up or whatever it is, and then you now, or I can't make it, or I can't come to your house tonight, sorry, I have to cancel, whatever it may be, and then you know the text is going to come back, and you get it. I can't even look at it. It's like, oh, I put it down. I don't even want to look at it. It's sitting there. You know it's there. And you know you're going to eventually have to read it. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's so bad. But yeah, if you don't, we have no obligations. Again, you have no time to waste. There's nothing. Just get on with your life. Send the text. They want to call you. You say it then, then whatever. But at least it's out there. See, the text to me is the in initiation. Lessens everything. If they want to still talk on the phone, that's fine. It is what it is, but there's really nothing else to talk about. That's why you're breaking up. The sooner that this ends, the sooner the, the better. That's the whole reason of a breakup. Yeah, some people just don't, you know, they can't, they can't do it. All right, so listen, I want to play this video for you here. 
talking about men, right? And being able to do things. Watch this video. This is Ja Morant. Morant. Uh, Morant. Saying it wrong. This is Ja Morant. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. In my opinion, he is the number one basketball player. I, I He's not Jordan, but I will say this. I can't think of too many other people, maybe Kobe Bryant, that was, and I don't, because I don't think LeBron James is the greatest player. I just think he's a freak of nature, 6'9. He's a huge, big guy, but I, I really don't, never liked his game. Watch this dunk last night. This is a poster. This is a highlight reel. This is one of the best dunks of all time. And it's, you know, of course, during a playoff game. Here we go. Winner takes a 3 2 lead in this opening round series. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! At the Grizzlies' den, it is Ja Morant on the full extent. Ja Morant does that dunk. What do you think is just going through his body at that time? Think about that, right? There's a lot of great times, a lot of great things that you can do in your life. They like all of a sudden, oh, that was one of the best moments. Everybody has, you know, what's the saying? Everybody has, you know, 15 seconds of fame right there. I mean, I couldn't think of a better feeling. You're, you know, child being born, okay, great. But that is a total dominance. As men, there's a whole bunch of other men on the court. There's a lot of testosterone running around. You're trying to win a playoff game for your team. You take the team on your back and you do this. Winner takes a 3-2 lead in this opening round series. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! Ring. At the Grizzlies' den, it is Ja Morant on the... You know, some dunks, when you do a dunk like that from a long distance, I believe that was almost eight feet out, that they barely get it in. But he, he was above the rim. It's one of the best dunks that I've ever seen in the history of NBA. And that kid right there, Ja Morant, he's definitely, in my opinion, the number one player in the NBA right now. Blows out the ramp, blows out, you know, LeBron James, whatever you, whoever you want to say. All right, the next video I want to play for you here is a boxing video. In my opinion, this is probably, I think it's like 30 seconds, the video. It's probably the best 30 seconds of a first round. It's, it's just one round that I've ever seen. Because, and you sit there and say, oh, what about Tyson punching this? Watch this one. The excitement in this and how it plays out here is unbelievable. It's unparalleled to any other boxing video I've seen. Here we go. One more spot is open in the semifinals, and one of these men will oh, take it. It's just like that, Michael Duke floors Carlos Vaughn. Big right hand by Duke. Duke said he has nothing to lose, and he's showing that right now. A couple another shots get through from Duke. Oh, big shot from Tyrone Vaughn. Floors Michael Duke. Michael Duke is in big trouble here. His eyes are crossed. He just ate. Oh, no. This fight's over. He's not getting up. Oh. That shot that floored Tyrone Spong might have just woken him up. And he delivers the crushing knockout blow. Night, night. See you later. You're done. I don't understand why would you have yourself opened up like that. You had that guy. You knocked him down. Then you came out. Two direct blows as soon as he got up. And then you let yourself open, left, you know, leave yourself open like that for that type of punch. You never do that. That's an unexperienced boxer. 
He's got to go back and watch some more film without a doubt. You're never winning big matches when you do something like that. He's going to think about that fight forever. Had him. Think about after he knocks him down, right? He's in the corner. He's up on the ropes. Come on. Let's go. Get up. I'm going to pummel you. And he did. And it didn't work out. All right, listen. Let's not forget about our man here, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow.com. Go on the website, MyPillow. Use promo code TJCS at the end of your order. You get up to 66% off. I mean, come on. Helps out the show. Helps out your pocket. And the quality of MyPillow is unbelievable. I'm not even kidding about that. Also, oh, something else I wanted to bring up to you. So yesterday I get a notification. Kamala Harris gets COVID-19. I'm like, okay, you know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen because I've seen the playbook. And this is what all these Democrats do. She's going to say she's got COVID on a tweet. She's going to say how, what kind of symptoms she has, probably mild. And then she's going to say, but gratefully, she's fully vaccinated because it could have been a lot worse. Go on Twitter. It's exactly what you see. It's exactly what she says. Same thing Obama. Same thing Hillary Clinton. Same thing Elizabeth Warren. Same thing Cory Booker. Just crazy. They're all quadruple vaccinated. They're all getting COVID. I don't know. Makes no sense. All right, anyway, let's wrap it up here. If you get a chance, go over to our YouTube page, share it. Um, helps out the show. Comment. Also, we're streaming on Rumble, on Apple Podcasts, on the audio version, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, uh, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon Music. I think I just said that as well. And also, you can watch every show and listen to every show on our website, thejoecozoshow.com. You can buy merchandise there as well. Helps out the show. Again, my pillow, TJCS. With that being said, April 27th, in the books. I'm out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs> <laughs>